Happy New Year 2024. Let's go. I hope everybody had an amazing New Year's and ringed in the new year with making resolutions. But if you hadn't, I'm here to help you out. 2024 is the year the knot of this world movement will be fulfilled. I can feel it. I know it. And may God bless this and have everyone involved be saved, redeemed, and break all chains holding them back in this life. In Jesus' name, amen. May you let God into your heart this year and show you that there is so much more to your story than you could ever imagine possible. This podcast is geared towards this new year and opening up your heart, your soul, your eyes, and the eyes of your heart to feel God's love and to really let him in. He's the creator of everything on this earth and this world has so much going on in it. Just the first week alone with Cat Williams and with all of the lies that are being exposed in Hollywood, all of that. This podcast is sponsored by Feel Good Swag, my clothing brand. I know that when you look good, you feel good. And that's on swag. Here are some examples of my line. We're making merch specifically for Not Of This World. I have a men's jersey that's similar to this says rare breed on the sleeves a lot of like jesus type of merch too just spreading love into the world we all need it i wore this to the airport it's so freaking comfy feelgoodswag.com jesus is coming back one day he is and we should all fear his wrath honestly we really really should here's the thing that i dissected the word disease is dis-ease, the lack of ease in your life. Disease is worldly, your health problems, addiction, it all result in the lack of ease in your life. Disease plagues your mind, anxiety, worry, depression. If you want to live a life without disease, you need to stop living like the world. We are in a world that cares so much about status and power and money None of it will be enough when you get it, and all of it can be taken from you at any moment, in any time, all of it. Relationships even, marriages that you think are built on a firm foundation, if it's not of God, it can be ripped right away from you. So many people are plagued. Their minds are like a prison cell. They don't understand that that is because they are living in a sinful world that puts shame and puts shackles and chains on their hearts, on their minds. That's why people are so close-minded because they're so egotistical. You need to humble yourself in order to believe in God. Because believing in God is being like, I can't do this life alone. You don't have to. When you feel like you just need something else in order to move forward, you're just like, I'm stuck. My life is so boring and mundane and there needs to be more to my life. I have no joy. And your joy that you do have is like from going to the bars, socializing and getting likes on whatever post that you post, that's gonna be gone. It's gonna be here one day, gone the next. Here one day, gone the next. So if you're just basing your life on if your life easy, you're always going to be plagued with this disease. And that is the truth. I want everybody to know that all of your sins, each and every one of you, if you are not Christian and you're just watching my Twitch and you're confused because of my rebranding, 
if you haven't given your life to Christ, I want you to know that your sins have already been forgiven. We're going to get into all of that. So just keep your heart open. That's all that I ask during this podcast. Okay? Deal? Deal. Trying to explain the goodness and all of the blessings that God has brought into your life to somebody who doesn't know God on that level is like trying to explain a breathtaking sunset to a blind person. They can hear what you're saying, but they will never see it in their lifetime. It's quoted by me. So if anybody ever wants to requote me from Jane Brady. If you are feeling stuck, like you don't have friends, support, love, meaningful connection, just living in that mundane life, struggling every day, like there's no way out of the situations that you are in, there is always a way out. And all of it is found in knowing the one who knows you better than you will ever know yourself who breaks all of your chains, curses, addictions, mental health issues, financial issues, relational issues, anything that is going on in your life, he wants to renew you, restore you, and redeem you. He will renew it all. Once you build a relationship with Jesus, he will turn all of this around in your glory. I don't believe in judging others based off of the physical shell of a person their soul was placed into because it can be a curse more than a blessing. Every saint has a past, every sinner has a future. It's such a wide known quote, but I feel like so like little people understand the Christian meaning behind that. What I wish that everyone knew about Christianity is that you don't have to walk with the weight of shame and regret thinking that you're a bad person and the things that you've done won't be forgiven. I'm talking to somebody when I say this right now. Everyone needs to know. It doesn't matter your sin. Your sins don't define you. Don't let shame eat away at you. Your shame is subconsciously keeping you away from seeking the glory of God. Stop thinking you are too far gone to be saved. That's the complete opposite of the truth. It's the literal reason why Jesus came to die on the cross so that our sins may be forgiven. All of your sins, all of them, have already been forgiven when Jesus died for our salvation. He took it all so that you don't have to keep mentally living in this worldly life, in this prison inside of your mind and spirit that's filled with shame, regret, anxiety, fear, anger, depression, and worldly filth. God has already forgiven you. Just like Jesus says in Luke 15, verse 7, I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over the one sinner that repents more than over the 99 people which need no repentance. I personally believe that the more shame-filled your past was, the more joy-filled your future will be. The very thing that is holding you back from seeking the Lord might be the very story that he uses for somebody else's salvation. God knows what kind of world we are living in today. He was the one who created it this way. And that is why he loves you no matter what. He just wants your heart. Our God is so, so forgiving and his love for you is unwavering. Don't you ever forget that our God is the type that leaves the 99 sheep to go get the one who has been led astray into the world. If you feel like you're lost in this world, it's because this world is not your actual home. Your home is in heaven. Jesus preaches to his people in Luke 15, verse four to seven saying, 
If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? He will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. When he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost sheep. In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. The Bible is a book about redemption. God wants to communicate this story to us through his word by giving us stories to illustrate the truth of the redemption provided through his son, Jesus Christ. Christ redeems us from the bondage of sin for the purpose of freedom in him. There is Christians who judge people constantly, even other Christians, based on their appearance or their past lives before they were redeemed and made new. You might be the only Bible that a person will ever hear. Make sure that it is one that is of truth and love, no matter where you are in life and the people are in life. God could use you to bring someone else towards their salvation. People don't choose how or what chapter in their life they are saved by God's glory. Only God does. And it's for a very specific reason. Also, everyone's walk with God is so different. So stop comparing everyone else's walk with your own. It takes time to learn and truly know God. And it is at his pace that it is determined. Here are three reasons why Christians need to stop judging and condemning others in 2024. Number one, we were all born sinners. Why do you think that babies get rebaptized when they're born? They have no sins to be washed away yet. It's because the world that we are born into is a sinful world. The Bible teaches us that we are all born sinners with sinful, selfish natures. In John 3, verse 3, Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Unless we are born again by the Spirit of God, we will never see the kingdom of God. John 3, verse 3, Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. We are born with a sinful nature, and we inherited it from Adam. Jesus died for our sins to be forgiven and for us to be made completely new. Number two, people don't choose when they are saved. God does, and God's timing is perfect. In Ecclesiastes 3.1, Jesus says, There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. I see daily Christians mocking and judging people and other Christians for where they're at in their walk compared to them. It is our job to remain humble, give grace and thanks to the Lord for saving somebody in general. There is a reason for every season. There are so many who get curious about God and have a thirst for seeking God, yet are discouraged and don't because they either see or experience other Christians judging, condemning, mocking, and sometimes even harassing others for their past or for what they have yet to learn. Meanwhile, they are being a Pharisee, a hypocrite to what the Bible says. Everyone's walk with God is completely different. 
those who have been recently saved obviously have a lot of learning to do. I mean, let's be real here. The Bible isn't exactly an easy read. Number three, a person's body is only a vessel in which their soul is carried. A person's outward appearance does not dictate their inward soul. Here's a question. Who do you think God will favor more? A newly saved Christian who is covered in tattoos and scars yet is humble and kind to all? Or a lifelong devoted Christian with no tattoos or scars but acts like they are holier than thou, gossiping, spreading condemnation onto others, even those seeking Christ? What do you think? As Christians, we should know that our bodies are left behind when we die. 2 Corinthians 5, 1. For we know that if the earthly tent, which is our physical bodies, which is our house, is torn down through death, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens when we die. And if you've been saved by Jesus, God will give them a new body. If you are asking yourself, what can I do to be saved right now and be accepted by God? You just need to pray, repent for your sin. The salvation prayer is something that you can say right now. So let's all pray together. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Romans 10, 9 to 11. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. As the scripture says, anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. So just confess with your mouth right now, Jesus, you are Lord. God, you raised Jesus from the dead. And believe it. Add to it, God, show and reveal yourself to me. If you're wanting to enter into or redeem your relationship with God this year, here's what you need to understand. Genuine connections and friendships require you to get to really know one another. What kind of music do they like? Do we share similar values? How were they raised? You know when you find a music artist who you love, but you would never have known had you not heard their music by attending that festival, or an artist's work you admire, but you never would have known had you not taken the time to go to that art show. Finding anything new that you end up loving requires you to take action first. You won't ever really know if you believe in Jesus without first coming to him and giving him the opportunity to reveal himself to you. And I'm not just talking about God, if you're real, show yourself to me. You need to physically initiate it by going where you can experience him, by doing things like opening up a Bible and reading his word. But just like your new discovered song, you need to have an open mind and understand the lyrics. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be open to you. How did I find God? I was broken. My life was mundane and meaningless. And I wanted to know that there was more to life. If Jesus laid down his entire life and was bled dry when nailed to the cross to have a relationship with you, the very least you can do is lay aside your day-to-day -day hustle and grind 
to seek his presence and understand the one who created you. I don't think it's a coincidence that dog is God spelt backwards. Dogs are mentioned in the Bible 41 times, including both the Old and New Testament. I tried thinking for a while about the best way to describe what it feels like to feel and know God's love. This doesn't even come close, but when I was cuddling with Roscoe, that's my dog, and he was looking into my eyes, boom, it came to me. I think the reason why dog is God spelled backwards is because in this world, the best way to explain God's love is through dogs. A dog's love is unshakable. When you leave the house and you've been gone for however long, when you come home, your dog is right there waiting for you. And so is God. And he will pour his love into you just like your dog does when he waits for you to come home. Humans are incapable of giving that kind of agape love that surpasses all knowledge and understanding, like the way Jesus loves us. When I look into my dog's eyes, I can feel the same sense of agape love. And that is only a tiny bit of what God's love is like. Real love is unshakable and sacrificial. And every relationship that is of God should be sacrificial in some sense. God loves three things that we need to stop doing in 2024 in order to grow closer to God. Number one, being silent in our faith. We might be the only Bible that somebody ever knows. So make sure that it is of love because God is love. Humanity today is totally depraved. All of us have a sinful worldly nature that affects every part of us. In Isaiah 53, 6 says, All of us, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us have turned to his own way. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. In verse 18, it states, one trespass resulted in condemnation for all people. We are all sinners. We all share the same condemnation because we are children of Adam. Before we were saved, we were by nature deserving of God's wrath, not only because of our actions, but because of our nature. That nature is what we inherited from Adam. Number two, straying away from God in hard seasons. That's when you need to be drawn closest to him. God never promised us that our life on earth would be easy, but he did say that there is a time and a season for everything. God has told us that there is a purpose for all of it. This is what Jesus says in Ecclesiastes 3.1, verse 2 through 8. Time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from experiencing. A time to surge and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. Number three, speaking word curses over your life. Replace every lie of the enemy with the truth of the word. The power of life and death is in the tongue. I have an issue saying fuck my life when going through something that infuriates me. The last I sighed this, the Holy Spirit whispered to me, Jaina, stop saying FML, instead start saying bless my life. 
So now I say, God, please bless my life because that's what you actually need to speak into existence. Let this year become the year that you become not of this world. Like God has proclaimed to be the narrow path he wants us as Christians to walk down. Here are ways to become not of this world in 2024. Number one, stop associating with and following and worshiping unbelievers. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? What does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. Number two, cut out worldly distractions that are not drawing you closer to God. Number three, stop spending money on worldly riches and start investing in spiritual riches. Number four, stop seeking love, attention, and affection from those in the world, which are fleeting anyways, and start seeking the love and affection from that who created the world. Know that not many take the narrow path. There will be a lot of hardships, but know that it is worth it. God promises to bless you when you do these things. The ones who aren't of this world, we are going to be mocked. We're going to be persecuted just like Jesus was. We are not of this world. It is not easy, but it is so worth it. Problems of your mind become patterns of your world. There's three things that create problems of the mind, and that's your poor lifestyle, poor thinking, poor decision-making. Submit your thoughts to God. This is how you can break cycles. Poor lifestyle, poor thinking, and poor decisions, it goes around in a circle all of the time. It'll never stop if you don't break it. You need to name it, face it, and fight it in order to be transformed and not conformed to this world. Like you need to identify what is holding you back in your day-to-day life. Who are you friends with? Are they helping you grow? What does help you grow? Invest more time into that. Just going out and partying all the time on the weekends, does that benefit you for your future or is it hindering you? Here are three ways that you can break the cycle of the patterns of your mind and thinking. Number one, Submit your thoughts to God. Take every thought captive. Stop speaking word curses over life. All the impure thoughts that you have in your brain, you need to give them to God. Tell God what thoughts are going on in your brain. Speak to him like a friend and have him take the lies of the enemy captive. Number two, surrender your life and your will. His kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You can't do this on your own. The reason why you're not getting anywhere each and every year you set these goals is because they are not God's will on your life. He can't bless you if you don't give your life up. His will on your life compared to yours is like a grain of sand on a huge beach. Number three, sacrifice your desires that are worldly and break your strongholds to any patterns or routines. To sacrifice your worldly desires, here are three steps that you need to take. You need to one, delete something, two, add something, and three, fast something. These three things are going to propel you so much just forward. If you feel stuck, this is what you need to do. Delete. What can you delete that is a part of your pattern or routine that is keeping you in procrastinating, keeping you in bondage? 
some things that I wrote down were my sleep routine and morning routine, staying off of my phone in the morning and spending it with God, but my sleep and morning routine I still need to work on. Also with deleting things, I wrote all of these. Procrastination, self-loathing, complaining, and speaking word curses over my life unintentionally. What do you need to add to your life? I'm fasting right now. I'm just going to talk about the fast that I'm doing right now. I've been fasting for a while now. I'm doing the Daniel fast. These things bring you closer to God, but it doesn't have to be food. If you write things down, that is time wasters. What do you spend a lot of time doing? For me, it's binge watching Netflix or was and like aimlessly scrolling through social media for hours on end things that aren't helping my brain grow. Netflix fast even, like budgeting. If you're having financial issues, you can do a fast for your money. No spending money on this or that. Whatever you're struggling with in life or in general, how you want to be thriving, you need to fast what is distracting you from achieving it. You just need to pinpoint all of it. If you want real change in your life, you need to know that the renewing of your mind is what breeds real change. Be able to completely let your idea of a successful to-do list life go out of the window. Instead of praying for problems to be fixed, pray for growth and maturity. We need to try to understand why everything bad happens. We miss the opportunities to be blessed when we're in the mess. Stop with the have-tos of your daily life that just like keep you feeling like your life is horrible because When you switch, I have to go to work to I get to go to work. I have to walk my dog to I get to walk my dog. I have to do the dishes to I get to do the dishes. People are homeless. Like, make them blessings. Even just saying things out loud, I have found through God so much peace in such boring tasks. I mean that. I used to hate running errands in life. And now having the Holy Spirit in your heart and like as your friend, and if you just ask him in the morning, help me to have joy in my heart and rid all the lies of the enemy out of my brain. Help me to feel your love, God. Really feel it in my day-to-day tasks and in these errands that I'm about to run. When I do do the dishes, it's just, it's fun. I listen to music. I'm in my zone. I get it done. The past few years, I've implemented this mindset, actually. It's helped me. Everyone always is wondering, why are you so joyful in life? Joyful isn't, you don't gain joy through just having an easy life. You have joy in your life through counting what your day-to-day tasks are and making them a list of gratitude. Like, make your to-do list a gratitude list. Ooh, I like the way that sounds. Make your to-do list a gratitude list. Make a list of things that you need to give up doing in order to put God first in 2024. Or as I put it, a list of NVD. What would Jesus not be doing? And then make a list of the things that you need to start doing off of the first list. Like examples of what would Jesus not be doing? I'm a rock star in his prime. Welcome to, I need to change it because it's still, I'm just realizing that my thing says welcome to the tea party. People are probably going to, 
What should I have for subs now, guys? When somebody subscribes to my channel, I can't say welcome to the tea party. It should be like, welcome to not being of this world. I don't know, we need something catchy though. God said, let there be light. Your voice, words manifest your future. Yes. I mean, people who are, it's, it's funny to me how people implement things that God biblically preaches to do in life, but they're too egotistical to praise him. You know what I'm saying? I even have friends, but they'll find their way eventually. They'll find the truth eventually. Okay, so what I'm trying to explain is we have Jesus inside of us. He's branded inside of our DNA. People who never have opened a Bible don't understand that all the man manifestation and all of the principles of people who are spiritual but not religious do and claim that it's them. No, you are not God, but you do have God inside of you and that's why. But if you don't give it to God, God will humble you real quick eventually. Some things that Jesus would not be doing are things like responding out of anger and emotion. We all are guilty of this. When you find yourself, what's a good word that's not, like, what's a good word to say for booty lickers that isn't booty lickers or, like, asshats that isn't asshats? What's a word for saying, like, the Karens of the world? Well, I guess I can say that. We all encounter the Karens of the world, the Jims of the world. If your name is Karen or Jim, I'm sorry. I'm just, I don't know a word to say right now, so I'm using those. That say some stupid things to set you off. You just are like, what? Triggering people in this world. You need to stop responding out of anger and emotion to the people who are deliberately trying to anger or trigger you. And sometimes these people can be coworkers, family, parents, friends even at times. Instead of lashing out, Jesus would not do that. You need to just let it go, walk away. Nothing will piss them off more. This is a fact. When somebody says something super mean to you, discredits you, villainizes you, speaks lies on your name in front of your face, whatever they do in front of you to set you off, just smile and walk away. It works. It triggers them. It backfires. When you have God in your life and you think like, what would Jesus not do in this situation? That's how karma gets them. And they will just feel the wrath of what they just said. They will be so frazzle-dazzled. This happens to me all the time in life. When people say dumb shit to my face, I'm like, something must be really broken inside of them for me just out here living my life for that to trigger them. Wow, they must be really hurting. Smile and I shrug it off and I walk away. <laughs> Same with the trolls. I'm just like, I'm not responding to people anymore. It is what it is. What would Jesus not be doing? Responding out of anger, excessive drinking, seeking attention from the world, following sinful people on social media. I'm speaking to somebody right now. That filth infiltrates your mind. Those OF girls that you're subscribed to, they're not helping you grow. They're draining you financially and disappointing God. Putting that out there. Sorry, OF girls. What would Jesus not want you doing? Not watching porn unfollowing people that are sinful and lustful. In 2024, you need to stop doing what is holding you back 
from growing and evolving. If you see others growing and evolving and changing their ways, for example, like the people in my chat that are like, this isn't like you, you've changed. You should take you've changed as a blessing that they're saying that because it's like, yeah, I should be changing. Why haven't you? What's really holding you back in life though? Like what is the root cause of what is holding you back? It is you. It is you, it is your patterns, it's your routine, it's what you do in this world that is where you're at in life because it's what you're doing. And you're trapped in your own prison if you don't have God in your life. So if you want to get out of your life, pray right now, say the salvation prayer, and ask God to forgive your sins and show his face and just be like, I can't do life right now. I need you to step in and help me to rid all of this shit that's holding me back. You can make all of what I just said in this podcast episode not have God in it and you know, you're, it'll, you can still apply it and your life will be okay. Your life will get better. But if you want your life to be more than just better and you want to have joy, like real joy that isn't worldly and fleeting, yeah, open up a Bible. I know, I know how big a Bible is, but just here's what you need to do. And start with John, by the way. If you don't want to start with the Bible, I didn't start with the Bible. I started with watching The Chosen. So a person that likes to watch things and then later understand who the characters are and all of that, like how I went about it, watch the first episode. It's an app that you can download on your phone or on your Roku. You don't even need to put any information in to watch the episode. It's so freaking binge-watchy and good. And the fourth season is coming out soon. Alrighty, that about sums this podcast episode up guys make sure that you're subscribed to my youtube and my twitch also i have spotify and apple thank you for watching not of this world podcast with me your host jayna and i wish so many blessings in 2024 and may god bless all of our endeavors and bring light love and happiness into all of our lives